Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 479, recorded live on Saturday, September 24th, 2016. And here are your hosts, man who slept in this morning, Dave Pillay. Hi. And man who got up at six to play in the snow and the ice, Andy Lowe. Hi. The snow and the ice? Yes. Snow and ice. Wait, where are you getting snow, Andy? Uh, from the ice. What are we defining as snow? Um... Well, because I don't, I don't think you actually have snow. I think you had shaved ice. Yes, we had shaved ice. Yes, different than snow. A little bit. Still looks like snow. Still it acts might like, look snow. like snow. If it looks like snow and it acts like snow, um, okay. I yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. Well, if it looks like snow and it acts like snow, it's snow. It's not necessarily snow. Things look like things and can yes. have things. Yes, doesn't make them those things. I think it a baby jaguar. Okay, looks like a house cat. Acts like a house cat. It is not a house cat. Maybe yes. A wolf looks like a husky. <laughs> Acts like a husky. It's not He's a husky. definitely not a husky. Okay. Okay, fine then. I was playing in the ice and shaved ice. There we go. This morning. Curly? Yep. Sorry. Season started? No. Preseason started? Yep. Gotta get the ice in first before you can play on it. Okay. Oh, are you are you still, like, settling the ice? Mm-hmm. Nice. We're flooding it. One layer of water at a time. Flooding. Yes. The official terminology, I assume. Yes. Well, we're taking about 750-plus gallons and putting it onto a hockey rink. That is a lot of water. Yes. Now, it'd be really funny if you said that you were doing it, like, a gallon at a time. <laughs> no, no. We have a massive uh, pool pump that we pump okay. it out. How, how does the hockey rink stay frozen? Like, what is the me- mechanism to keep that cool? Um, there's a massive number of pipes inside the cement pad. Yeah? That, that are pumping, like, super cold liquid? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just like your, <laughs> your, your car radiator. Okay, so it's it's pumping liquid that's under pressure. Yes, through the pipes, and it is chilled water or water glycol mix, so you can get it to below freezing temperatures and still have it liquid. Uh huh. And it just pushes it through all the pipes, and the pipes okay. will just absorb the heat from the cement. And so it is bring- a giant refrigerator. Yes, it is a giant refrigerator. Okay, that's somehow actually very amusing that it's just a giant refrigerator. Well, I, maybe it's more be more like a freezer than a refrigerator. Same principle. Yeah, hot on one side, cold on the other. Yep. Yeah. A freezer is just a refrigerator that's turned up more. <laughs> well, some refrigerators use cold air, and some freezers actually use a pipe system inside of them. Ah. So depends on what there are. Yes, there are some freezers that a refrigerator just turned up to eleven, but then there are other freezers that are actually. Like this, where it's a metal tube. It looks like a refrigerator. Almost like a refrigerator, yes. Acts like a refrigerator. (laughs) It looks like a refrigerator and acts like a refrigerator. And it's a freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's a hockey rink. Then it's a hockey rink. All right. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm I'm done with getting up at like six in the morning. I did that the rest of the week because we had our uh, users group meeting. Yeah, I did that this week as well because I had to put ice in. Yep. And so I, I woke up, I did the uh, 6.45 golf cart shift. So from 6.45 till 9 o'clock every day this week, I've been out driving a golf cart around the campus, taking people where they want to go. It was not warm at 6.45 in the morning, I know that for a fact. It it was not. And in fact, it's been raining most of the week here. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> that was my week. Come home, play games for like an hour, and then fall asleep. And what then, about you? Uh, I get up, go onto the ice... 
Normally take about two to two and a half hours to get everything done. And then I'd go to work. Sorry. I'd go to work, um, have some carbonated and caffeinated beverages, and then I'd come home and dinner and such. Okay. I found this week, and I'm so excited that I found this week, uh, a store that sells balls. Nice. And so that was my, my carbonated beverage of choice this week for waking up. Oh my god, it felt like I was back in college. <laughs> waking up in the early, driving a lot, drinking balls. Yep. That's like, man, I, I had flashbacks to the CCST. It's like, oh god, I'm so tired. It's 640 in the morning. Why am I actually awake at this time? Give me a balls. Uh... Micro Center? What the heck is Micro Center? What? Well, sorry, I'm I'm trying to find balls in Michigan. Oh, God. <laughs> good luck. There's two. There's Micro Center, which I don't know if there is any Micro Centers in... Oh, there's one in Detroit, Madison Heights, so that's not going to work. And the other one is up in Grand Rapids. Oogie's Party Store. Or you can buy it on Amazon. Yes. At more than $2 a bottle. <laughs> that's a bit much. Oh, it's they over by where I did my internship up in Grand Rapids. Okay. They, Andy, they made a, an orange flavored one. That's fine. I didn't know that they did that. I'm I'm okay not having orange. All right. You sure? Yeah. Okay. 12 pack for, yeah, no, $2 a bottle. Jeez. Yeah. Well, a lot of things are getting more expensive. Yep. Mm, I should order that though. I wonder if my boss has had it any at all. Balls? Mm-hmm. Probably based on what I've known about your boss. Granted, he does he does diet Mountain Dew. So, Ugh. oh my God, why? I don't know. That is an excellent question. <laughs> One that I I want to ask him. That ugh. change the topic. Um, Western's playing today. They won last week. Yes, Eastern won last night, so Eastern's 3-0. and Good. Wow. Eastern's 3-0. and Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the Badgers and the Spartans are, are playing, and they are both undefeated. So that has to stop today. One of them will be defeated. <laughs> or they could tie? You, 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 you can't can, do that. The You can tie. No, the overtime rules do not allow it anymore. Really? At yeah. all. No, because it, it's overtime, and then after a while, the overtime turns into sudden death overtime. Yeah, and if no one scores in the sudden death overtime? You keep playing until somebody scores. That's in the rules. Oh, my God. It, it is literally part of the rules where you have to keep going until somebody... So it's, it's like three overtimes of both teams get a possession. Yeah. And then, like, it just goes to sudden death and just continues until someone scores. Uh, Hold on. No, that's Hockey. Football. Here we go. College football. Yes, that NCAA college football. Game is tied after four quarters. Play extra periods until a game finds a victor. One possession for each team. Um, each drive starts at the 25-yard line. Um, starting in the third period, teams can no longer kick extra points and must go for two after touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Still not hearing anything about sudden death. No, it's not anymore. Sorry. It's just... You keep going, but then after the third time, you must go for two. Go for two. Okay. If, yeah, if, if you start on the defense's 25-yard line, if you block them one time, you could easily just have your field goal guy kick it, <laughs> get three points, win the game. Well, but it's not that, like, you're still on that line. If you get an interception or if they, uh, if they, if they go through all four downs, but they're just going to punt it on fourth, in which case it's your possession, in which case you start on your 20. In fact, I'm pretty sure the turnover in downs takes it back to your 20. What? 
What what are you talking about? No, no. You you go you try and score a touchdown. If you don't score a touchdown, yeah. it gets turned over to the other team and the other team starts on your twenty five. So be it would be pointless to punt. Oh yeah. Especially true. since you only have twenty five yards to go to it's, you don't start on their twenty five, you start on your twenty five. No, you start on their right. twenty five. Right. But well they and you are are two different people for you and me right now. You start on the closer twenty five to your target. Yes. So yeah. you only have twenty five yards okay. to go. Correct. Not seventy five. Correct. Right. So that's our sports topic for today. <laughs> <laughs> um it's like ah, uh, I don't know where to go from there. I tried making hash browns in our waffle maker. Yeah. They were seen that on Facebook a number of times. They were diced frozen ones though. They just fell apart, didn't they? It it was bad. They were First off, when they were frozen, they looked like they were like styrofoam bits. So I was not I was not pleased with them to start off with. And then, you know, put them in the waffle maker and they did not they, they weren't thin enough. They were they were chunky. And so it, it was not a very even cooking. Oh, so that didn't work. I'm going to have to try, you know, shredded hash browns later. Uh, but I I did put bacon in there and that Ooh. did work. Bacon in the waffle iron or bacon ba- in the hash browns in the waffle no, iron? No, no. Bacon in the waffle iron. Yes, that does work. Although I think. For me, just putting it in the oven, putting it in the oven worked very well, and and I was able to do almost an entire package of bacon at once. Yes, but I did not want to eat an entire package of bacon at once. I only wanted Ah. two slices. I see. I was doing it for breakfast for like six people. Oh, well then, yes, I would. Um, we did uh, we did pancakes and bacon and baked eggs was another one that I made. Mm. Baked eggs are so ridiculously easy. I love it. Do you just bake the mm. egg? Now I, now I kind of want to do breakfast again. Well, no one's stopping you for breakfast. I'm recording a podcast. Okay, so yes, right now I am technically stopping you from breakfast. You'd be very upset with me if I'm like, you know what, Andy, I'll be right back in like half an hour. I'm going to go make a bunch of food. (laughs) That would be upsetting. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So don't give me this. No one's stopping you. No, that is true. Yes, you would be stopping me for that. So, all right. So anyway, you made hash browns in the waffle iron and it kind of worked. Yeah. Bacon, bacon, yes. Diced hash browns, diced frozen hash browns, no. I should try shredded ones, though. That hopefully will be better. Yeah, that should work fine. Yeah. Or you can make your own. Make my own hash browns? Yeah. That would require actual potatoes. Yes. Are potatoes hard to come by in southwest Michigan? (laughs) They're they're pretty common here. I I don't see where the, the issue is. Um, the issue is there are none currently residing inside our house. Ah. So then I would have That just sounds like poor planning. (laughs) Well, I knew we had frozen hash browns, so I thought, you know, let me try those out. Yeah, no, no, if I'm going to do actual hash browns, I'm going to do them on the stove, because I can knock those out really good. Okay. But you got to get the rest of potatoes, and you got to squeeze them out, and and you got to get some onion and garlic powder. Or onions and garlic. Yes, that is true, but that also would require actual onions and garlics to be on the premises. Do you guys just not have food besides, like, frozen hash browns? No, we have we have food. You don't have potato, you don't have onion, you don't have garlic. No, we have garlic. We do okay. have garlic, because we enjoy garlic. Normally, if there's a recipe and it calls for, like, two cloves of garlic, we do, like, four. We, we own a garlic press, and good. we actually use it. Good. So much so that I think I've almost broken it. Less good. Well, it's plastic. Ah. So if we ever, if as soon as this breaks, we will get another garlic press 
and I have a feeling it will be metal. Yeah. Because that one I can actually then, you know, squeeze and not have to worry about it breaking. I'm actually planning on making a garlic dish uh, this evening. Ah. I'm going to make the, the like, Lebanese garlic sauce that goes on meats. And then I'm going to grill up some chicken and just slather it on. What was our latest one? We did a we did a teriyaki chicken. We have a lemony garlic chicken, and then we have my Italian chicken, and then we did another chicken with uh, Dijon mustard and matzah. The Dijon I can get behind, but matzah? Yeah, you you it's you, you bread it with matzah. Why? It's not bad. I like it. I have no words for that. <laughs> You have no words for me using matzah in a dish? Where are you even finding matzah? We have we have a, a container of it. How old is it? I'm not sure. I'd have to go into the kitchen and look. Matzah's only sold in, like, April. No, I think we got it in, like, the world food section at Meyer. I think. I guess. That's just kind of really weird. Maybe it are is. You, are you saying Jewish crap. people can't eat the rest of the year? They must eat all their food in April? <laughs> No, why would you want to eat matzah at any point of the year? It is not supposed to be a tasty food. Hey, I love matzah ball soup. It's the bread of affliction. <laughs> it's tasty. Weird. Okay. Well, with <laughs> in any case, should we move into the topics? Sure. This first one's probably going to take us a little bit of time. All right. Uh, so the B-21. Yes. Now officially known as the B-21 Raider. Okay. Is the Air Force's new stealth bomber. It's the replacement for the B-2. Okay. And they held a, a user-submitted naming contest again. Oh, jeez. You could only submit names from inside. This was not open to the public. It was open to the Air Force. Okay. So the they Air got- Force submitted names... For the B-21 bomber. Okay. There were 4,600-ish names. Oh, jeez. And the Air Force released all of them. (laughs) Including such wonderful charms as the B-21 Chuck Norris. (laughs) The B-21, do we really have the funding for this? Scar from Lion King. Plainy McFly. (laughs) Blacky black bomber thingy. Oh, uh, lots of lots of blacks. Uh, yeah. Black Mamba, Black Bat, Black Bear, Black Beauty, Black Bolt, Black Boomerang, Black Bullet, Black Cat, Black Cloud, Black Death. The B-21 Black Death. Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the B-22? Yeah, Somebody someone suggested the name as the B-22, so it would have been the B-21 B-22. Uh, Black Phantom, Black Panther, Black Plant, Black Panther, Black Op, Black Knight, Black Razor, Blackbird Two. The insert sponsor. The Bami McBomalot, Bami McBombface, <laughs> Bami McBomberface, Bami McBomerson. Oh my God! Some of these are just ah. Oh. The B twenty one Global Strike. Shaft. <laughs> the B twenty one Guardian Angel. Kind of like that one. I still love how somebody submitted Bodie McBoatface. Of course someone submitted Bodie McBoatface. Oh, geez, I was just looking at their current short list. I didn't know there was... No, 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 scroll down. There's the entire list. Oh, my gosh. B-21 Midnight Enforcer. Oh, someone suggested the Millennium Falcon. Nice. (laughs) The Pale Horse. Where are the Z names? Here we go. Zool. (laughs) Yep. 
Holy crap, that's a lot of names there. Yep. So out of all those... Raider. It is the B-21 Raider. The 10 names that were considered were the Boomerang Ghost. Oh, sorry, they're more than 10. Horizon LeMay. Really? Uh, the LeMay? Uh-huh. The Liberator 2, the Mitchell 2, Night Fury, Phoenix, Raider, Shadow Fortress, Stingray, Valkyrie, Victory... Wraith and Zeus too. Yeah, I think any of those would be pretty good. I don't know about Boomerang. Well, it kind of does look like a Boomerang. Yeah, but that's never been a criterion, right? Like the B, or not the B, the, the F-16 does not look like a Falcon. No, it doesn't. The, the planes don't look like Falcons, Hornets, uh, Wildcats, Tomcats, whatever they are. What's interesting is how few people refer to these things by their actual name. They just refer to them by the, the numbers, right? It's not, you'll call it the, the Flying Falcon, it's just the F-16. That is true, yeah, no, it is just the... Oh my gosh. Sorry, I just got the uh, associated articles next to it. One of them says, um, the Cosmopolitan magazine designed a car for women. What? No joke. Here we go. Just the first article. Um, you get the seat me by Cosmopolitan, and these are the features that are in the magazine, and the seat decided were necessary. Purple, our white exterior paint, champagne-colored wing mirrors, headlights with a eyeliner shape, jeweled wheels, and ease of parking. Implying that women need more help parking. That's what it seems, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pokemon Uranium. We talked about this three-ish yes, the, weeks ago. The Pokemon game that... Um, the fan-based Pokemon game. Yes, the fan-based Pokemon game. Uh, Nintendo sent the, the you know, please stop. Uh, Uranium said, sort of okay. They took down their uh, the download link, essentially. But it had already been downloaded like a million times. Uh, and they had continued to support um, things like the, the trading center, right? The online trading. Okay. And the other online services that made the game work. And Nintendo went after them again, and they said, you know what, okay, we are no longer providing updates or support for Pokemon Uranium. So, game kind of is dying, except then the fans are coming in and saying, no, we'll we'll keep this going. Hmm. So, it's dead, but not dead, but dead, but not dead, again. Ah, the gray area of fan-created content. Yeah, yeah, I, I... Essentially, the fans are saying, we don't want this to die because of all the work that you guys put into it. Even though the authors are saying, we're done. We're, we're not going to worry about this anymore. It was a great experience. I still, man, I really need to... Play Pokemon? Yes. The original uh, Pokemon, not Pokemon Go, because that you, game is dumb. You, sir, are supposed to have been playing Legend of Zelda, the original. That is true. As I sit here and look at the Nintendo... Controller. Controller. Yep. If I recall, we were going to do a web series. Maybe that's what we should do for our 10th anniversary. Is start this damn web series. You mean our 500th episode? Cause that's <laughs> two. <laughs> if we're doing it for our 10-year anniversary, that's... That was, uh, that was, it's still this month-ish. Ish? It's within a month. Look, when we're at 10 years, a month one way or the other, does that really make that big a difference? Yes. But no, remember we were going to uh, we were going to record you playing Legend of Zelda, and you were not allowed to use any help. Do I at least get the original owner's manual? Sure. All right. Because so we had we had we had the niece and nephew over here. Let me see if I can find it. I set up the the Atari game, like because we have got one of those like thirty Atari games or sixty Atari games in one console. Yep. Um, we were playing the thing there, and, you know, some of these games I have either A, have not played, or B, have not played in a very, very long time. So I couldn't figure out what was going on, so I actually 
had to go online to find the original manual, so I actually understood what you know yeah, what man, things I'm, did. I'm so tempted because you asked for the original manual. I'm so tempted to send you the Japanese one. That would be mean, Dave. <laughs> No, you are allowed the original U.S. manual. You are not allowed the uh, Nintendo Power. No, because that's got the whole freaking map. Right. Yeah. So you're not allowed to go online. You're not allowed to look up things. And I, I want to record this and see what's going on. Now, we don't need to record you uh, visually. It, it could just be an audio recording of you and the game. So it would be a video recording of the game and an audio recording of you. That could work. Because I know that you and Kate are kind of uh, a little more private about video recording. Well, that and I don't actually have a web camera. That's a solvable problem, Andy. Yes, but I'm, I'm okay. Right. In any case, back to the main topics. Yes. Uh, speaking of things shutting down, Battle.net. Wait, what? Battle.net. That, no, they can't. <laughs> what? Is not shutting down. Okay. I was... <laughs> don't, don't worry. Okay. Battle.net is not shutting down. But Blizzard is getting rid of the name. Okay, yeah, that's good. So remember, Battle.net was was originally the system Blizzard had put in place for, like, multiplayer Diablo and multiplayer StarCraft and multiplayer Warcraft. Yeah. It was a service that they provided, but it, you don't need a special service for that anymore because multiplayer is, like, built into the game now. So it's not that you're playing a game on Battle.net. You're, you're just playing the game and connecting to other people. So I think it's kind of silly, but they're asking to just, like, they, they want to get rid of it. So wait, what's going to happen to my Authenticator app then? It'll probably just be called Blizzard Authenticator. Probably. That's it. They are they are getting rid of the name Battle.net. Well, because that is... Does Battle.net even go anywhere anymore? I think it just takes you to Blizzard's homepage. Nope, usbattle.net. Wow, which is essentially Blizzard's homepage. Yes. World of Warcraft, Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, and Overwatch. Yeah. It's, it's Blizzard's, yeah, this is Blizzard's page. Speaking of Hearthstone, I need you to play one match with me. What? In Hearthstone. Okay. Because I've got a quest there where it's like, play with one of your friends, and you both receive, you know, a prize. Do you not have any other friends who play Hearthstone? No. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I think it's time for you to make some new friends who like who share interests with you. Well, Not that I don't, and I, I will be happy to go on and play Hearthstone for you so that you can complete your quest, but you, you don't know anyone else who plays? Hearthstone? No. Yeah. Well, I, I knew one guy, uh, but uh, he is not really on when I'm on. Ah. Let me see. Okay, hold on. I'm going to open up Battle.net, see how many people oh, guys, are on my friends don't, list. Don't. I'm just opening up my friends list on this thing. Hold on. Wondering if I have friends. It's taking a long time to load, probably because I haven't opened it up in a while. <laughs> uh, friends. It looks like I have zero friends on. Okay. Um. Nope, I have five on. Who's on? Well, you're one of them. The Ankalanas are two. I'm not on yet. It says David Play is online. That's weird, because mine says startingbattle.net. Now I'm online. Yep, I have eight friends, one of which is currently playing Hearthstone. Ah, I have 19 friends on here, total. And now I'm closing battle.net before it decides to try and start updating. Yes, that's a good call. So Blizzard's getting rid of the name. Hmm. I'm trying to think of something else that's got something. Oh, another update for something. SpaceX has an idea now of what happened when their rocket blew up. Oh, what happened? Uh, well, three weeks ago, in case you don't remember, when the SpaceX was doing a test fire for their rocket before launching it, and 
in approximately 93 milliseconds, the whole thing blew up. Yeah, I, I remember that part. Yes. What um, happened? The preliminary review of the data, according to SpaceX, um, suggests that a large breach in the cryogenic helium system of the second stage liquid oxygen tank took place. So the problem with the helium system of the oxygen tank is what caused the explosion. Okay, but what caused the problem? All plausible causes are being tracked in an extensive fault tree and carefully investigated. They don't know exactly what caused the problem. They just know that's what the problem was that caused the explosion. So they're getting closer to knowing what happened. What's good, though, is this um, has no connection with last year's explosion. So that was not the problem. Most of the launch pad is still okay, and they're planning on doing more launches in November. Cool. So we don't know exactly what happened, but that's at least closer. So do you want some Apple news? Sure. That's not having to do with the iPhone 7? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so one bit of news is Apple is supposedly in talks to acquire McLaren, which McLaren denies. They have stated that we can confirm that McLaren is not in discussion with Apple in respect to any potential investment. This is, who's McLaren? Uh, They're a supercar manufacturer, F1 team. Ah, the hell would Apple do with that? The Apple car that they've been trying to work on. And they want to make it like a super luxury car? No, think of it more along the lines of like a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. Yeah, so like a super luxury car. Well, no, that would be a supercar. A super luxury car would be something like a Rolls Royce and a Bentley and a Maybach. Okay. How much does a Ferrari cost? Um, somewhere in the, some of the Ferraris are in the million dollar. McLarens are basically have somewhere in the million dollar range for their price tags. Okay, so how is that not a super luxury car? Because it is not, it's not a luxury car. It's a sports car. That but just it's is Andy. <laughs> when you think of luxury, you think of, especially in cars, you think of plush leather hand-sewn seats. I think of expensive. But I yes, care less about the options. And you're telling me that these cars don't have leather seats? No, they have carbon fiber seats because they want to cut down on the weight. Oh my God. Yes, so you're paying a million dollars for as close to a racing car as you can. So again, why is Apple going after this? Mainly because uh, their current um, automotive project um, is currently refocusing their ideas, which granted um, nobody nobody really knows for certain because this is all speculative because a- Apple doesn't say anything about their car development. Right. I had actually forgotten that they were doing any sort of car development. So yeah, now what they're planning on, basically they were trying to build a car, do what Google was doing and start the whole thing from the ground up. But that really wasn't working out there. And so Bob Mansfield, who is, you know, one of the big names at Apple, um, was appointed to oversee the car project last July and basically went from a car thing to basically trying to just do anonymous or autonomous driving systems. Right. So Apple would then, you know, use McLaren as the base and then just put all their stuff on it and their logo. So it's not really Apple's car. It's just not not really a McLaren anymore. car with Apple's stuff. That would be the idea is what people were thinking about this. Now, McLaren says, yeah, no, the Apple has not talked to us. So who knows if that's just them covering their butts or if that's actually true. There are also discussions that Apple was potentially acquiring Lit Motors. Lit Motors produces self-balancing electric motorcycles. So that could also be something. Mm. Be a motorcycle with an enclosed cabin who is ap- uh, capable of balancing itself into an upright position. And it's electric. So, so that self, self-driving-ish electric motorcycle? Yes. Kind of neat. It's basically a Segway, but instead of side-by-side, the wheels are in line. Yes. And it's enclosed. Why is it enclosed? Safety. If it's supposed to be a motorcycle. Yes. Oh, my God. 
So yeah, so that's that's some of the Apple news is, you know, Apple is I think very smartly moving away from actually trying to build a physical car and then just being <laughs> doing what Apple does best, taking somebody else's idea and putting their name on it. Yeah. Uh other Apple news, uh supposedly the deputy editor of Verge, which I'm not sure if you actually have any topics from the Verge website this uh, week or not. We do this week, we get them from time to time. Yeah. Um, the deputy editor for Verge was secretly working for Apple for two months. Oh, while being the editor? Yes. Not the editor-in-chief. But, but the deputy editor. Yes, the deputy editor. He was also the founding member of the site as well. So, And that is not seen as a conflict of interest? Well, um, according to the editor-in-chief, they are confident that there wasn't any material impact on our journalism from these issues, but they thought it would be nice, you know, once they found out about it, to disclose it. But um, So according to The, the Verge, um, he had began working for Apple in July, but didn't disclose it to The Verge, and they didn't find out until early September. I put like, oh my God. The other fun fact is the fact that he was not in contact with The Verge through most of August and into September. But they were still paying him. That's what it seems, yes. I'd love to have a job where like I don't I can actually leave need to for show up six for a weeks. Month. Yes. Not even a month, six weeks, month and a half. That's that just sounds like bad like planning on the Verge's side. Yeah, no, that's no one noticed that he just hadn't shown up? They tried to contact him. Um, they just, you know, nobody could uh, get a hold of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so have, have people gone back through the Verge's articles that had to deal with Apple or Apple's competitors in those two months? Uh, I'm not sure, because this was, I do believe... Uh, I mean, if no one if no one heard from this person for, for two months, then I guess they really didn't have any sort of bias and influence on the decisions for the articles. No, because... Because they weren't at work for two months. Good no, Lord. No, instead, they were working for Apple. Yeah, no surprise. As soon as The Verge found out about it, they fired him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine just not showing up to your, your job? Or even better, could you imagine if someone else that, like, works for you just stopped showing up and you can't get a hold of them and you can't get a hold of them? What's your reaction to that? Is it to continue their payment? No, I would stop payment and be like, look, we've canceled any or sort of, you know automatic direct deposit into your bank account if you would like to pick up your paycheck please stop in and see hr in person to pick up a paper check yeah that's actually the company policy with us is the last check is a paper check that we have to pick up in person so we can make sure that you know we get all keys from them all security badges anything like that we yep. <laughs> last paycheck must be picked up in person you signed that originally when you got hired so God, I can't believe that. They did not show up for six weeks while secretly working for Apple. I, uh, Why would you not I even hope. tell your... <laughs> like, hey, guys, already... I'm not coming in for, like, the rest of the week. I got a different job. What? Yeah. Uh, oh, he's, he's working for a journalistic site. I feel like that would be step number one is, look, guys, I just got a job on a company we normally report news on. As I'm an ready. editor, I need to take a step back, not just go poof and ghost on him well evidently he he poofed and went ghost and they were less than okay with that as once is, they found out yeah i feel like well i feel like they're both good for you know telling us and bad for not realizing that one of their editors was missing for six weeks and they did really didn't do anything about it yeah 
So other Apple news. Apple, Apple's new patent. Yes, Apple filed a new patent. Apple filed a new patent. Oh my god, Apple. Why? 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 Apple patented a paper bag. Yes. No joke. This is a patent for a paper bag. Now, it's actually a fairly serious paper bag. It's actually a patent for a recycled paper bag. Yes. But it's a it's a paper bag. Yes, no no joke. This is a full fledged very how many pages is this? Just curious. I've pulled up the actual patent. Oh god. Ten pages. Guessing, I've uh, I've got a I've got a ten page patent here. I was, I was gonna guess eight pages. So it's the the idea is they are actually patenting a white paper bag made up of at least 60% recycled material. Yes. And the reason they are doing this is because they actually had to develop a process to make these bags. Because current white paper bags made up of recycled material are very structurally weak because of the process to make them white. And so they are they are really patenting the process of making this bag structurally sound. They are patenting the design of the bag. Right. How the paper bag is folded and molded together. So they are not patenting paper bags. No. Right? They are not trying to patent troll paper bags. You you will not all of a sudden find your grocery store unable to provide you with paper bags. <laughs> Unless they have an Apple logo on them. Yeah. God, the Apple farms would be ridiculous because, you know, you could just get the bag of apples. In an Apple bag? In an Apple bag. Ooh. But yeah, so I, Apple... I always, I always like getting apples in the, the little crates instead of the bags. Mm, an Apple Ooh, crate, yeah. It's fall. It is fall, yes, I know. Our, our local... Um, we actually went to one of the Apple <laughs> orchards. Uh, on Thursday. Yeah. And then we went to go see Oklahoma. Okay. One of the local theaters in town was doing Oklahoma and we had free tickets. Um, have you actually seen Oklahoma ever or no? The show? Yeah. The movie, nope. the, the play? Nope. Yeah. I, I, you know, people have told me and it's been widely quoted as, you know, it's one of the, the golden American musicals. Is it? I, I, I just, I, I didn't it, get it. It's not good. You know, it has all the, like, the, the classic tunes, no problem. Yeah, all of the, you know, the, oh, what a beautiful morning, sorry, yeah. fringe on top, oh, Oklahoma, oh, oh, oh. all those songs. Yeah. But the actual play was just like, eh, so. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, we went to one orchard and we'll probably go to our other orchard this weekend as well. I believe they are open. I'm starting to look around to see like what orchards are nearby and, and what it's like. And can I go to the orchard? And if you don't keep going, I'm just going to get lost in orchards. Yeah, sorry. Okay, any other Apple news? No. HP news, though. HP? Like yes. Hewlett Packard? Yes. What did Hewlett Packard do? Um, HP has programmed a date into its printer firmware on which unofficial non-HP cartridges would fail. Oh. And that just happened on the oh. 13th of September. Okay. So if you have an HP printer, sucks to be you. Yeah. On September 13th, HP printers with non-HP cartridges started to show the error message. One or more cartridges appear to be damaged. Remove them and replace them with new cartridges. Dutch online retailer 123 Inked received a large amount of complaints on that day and decided to investigate the issue. So they sent out a... Um, a mass email to their customers asking them if they wanted to check if their printers also had issue. They received replies from more than 1,000 customers confirming the issue. That's a lot. <laughs> 
Um, HP told Dutch technology site PCM that the rejection of non-HP cartridges was and is deliberate. The company planned for it last year. In 2015, HP started with the implementation of updates in firmware related to the security chip in the HP OfficeJet, OfficeJet Pro, and OfficeJet Pro X printers. In many cases, the changes were pre-programmed in the HP printer and in some cases installed as part of a printer firmware update. This just sounds awful. It previously made changes to its software and stated it, to, stated it did to protect its intellectual property innovation and protect the communication between the cartridge and the printer. So, I mean, what's, what's HP's like excuse for this besides we want more money? Well, they want to make sure that, you know, your printer works. I'm they willing to make to sure your printer responsibility. works. Yes. It's, I am know. I am more than willing to take that responsibility. I, if if my cartridge destroys my printer, then I will buy the new printer and not seek like warranty from HP, since most of their printers are probably out of warranty anyway. Yeah, God, I can't believe that though. It's like, well, our Canon printer here is the same exact way. It was if we, um, it will tell me that a non-Canon ink cartridge is empty, yeah. even though it's not. Yeah. So when I actually bought my refilled cartridge, the guy at the store gave me a little sheet of paper and it's like, this is what you do for a Canon printer to make it so it can still use it even though it thinks it's empty. Nice. So I have it running now and then just at some point it'll run out of ink and be like, okay, I'll pull that one out and put another one in there and redo the little sheet of paper and then we'll just be up and running again. Very nice. Yeah, no, it's... It, the companies will always say, you know, this is to protect us and, you know, our printers are specifically built to use our cartridges. To protect the integrity of the product. And yes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you trying to protect the integrity of your product. I bought your product so that I could mess around with it. Yeah, no, as I brought your product. <laughs> so, you know, if if it works with other ink, that's OK. Sure. No problem. That's, but God, leaving, literally building a time bomb into your printers. Yep. I would be so pissed, you know, if I just had, you know, ran out of printer ink on the 12th or something and gone out and bought another whole brand new cartridge, put it in there, and then next day it doesn't work. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, other sucking news. There's um, more? Yes, there's lots of sucking news, actually. Uh, remember the day the FCC approved the ner- their net neutrality order? Not the, the actual date. Oh, well, because I, I was actually listening and watching the actual um, meeting that they yeah. approved it. And uh, it was actually the second thing on the docket. The first thing on the docket was a uh, vote to block laws in North Carolina and Tennessee that prevented municipal broadband providers uh, from expanding outside their territories. Oh. So the FCC said, you know, if municipal broadband providers want to expand their coverage beyond their city, they're allowed to do so. So they, okay. they've, the FCC said this state law will not work. You yeah. can expand. So, like, if the town of, of Saline, Michigan decided to do broadband, they could also sell to Ann Arbor. Yes. Okay. Um, well, no surprise, the states of North Carolina and Tennessee sued the FCC, saying that their uh, ruling was unconstitutional because it was barring states' rights. Um, and so... Uh, where is it? Uh, sued the FCC to keep their anti-municipality broadband laws in place, and they won a federal appeals court ruling that reinstated the law. Hmm. So now the municipal ISP is forced to shut off the fiber to the home internet that they use to expand to the next town over because of this ruling. About 200 home internet users in Pine Tops will lose their internet service on October 28th. Because the, fix- the telcos are assholes. Yes, because the the appeals court says that the FCC cannot overrule the state laws. 
and the cities and municipalities must follow the state laws. So because constitution and small government. Yep. Oh dear. I wonder. Okay, so there are laws in twenty states. What are these twenty states? Come on, give me a list. Give me a list. Okay, here we go. Michigan. Uh, municipalities must seek bids before providing telecom services and can move forward only if they receive fewer than three qualified bids. So that's Michigan's ruling. Yep. Wisconsin, just in case you're wondering. Cities and towns must conduct a feasibility study and hold a public hearing prior to providing telecom, cable, or internet services. Additionally, the state prohibits subsidization of most cable and telecom services and prescribes minimum prices for telecommunication services. What? That's your law, Dave. It's not my law. It's the law in my state. That is true. So yeah, both of us are part of that uh, 20 states. Yeah. God, those... Stupid lobbyists. It's not even the lobbyists. It's it's like literally the telecom companies are writing the laws and handing them to state senators, state reps. And in fact, that just happened in Nashville. A city council member admitted that the the one touch make ready thing that they were doing uh, was entirely written by the telecom. <laughs> Love it. For the, Love it. For the express purpose of blocking Google Fiber. Granted, Nashville is like the home of... Um, AT&T. Yeah. Yeah, AT&T or is it Charter that's in Nashville? Uh, AT&T has the Sauron Tower in Nashville. Is that AT&T? Yep, AT&T building, yep. Yeah. And if you go and look it up in, in images, it, it has these two antenna at the top, and like half the images are of the Eye of Sauron between them. I think we drove through Nashville at night when we were going down to Alabama. Well, let me just double check. Directions from home to Huntsville. Yep, we drove through Nashville. Okay. And we drove through it at night, and I think I pointed that out to Kate, that it's like, hey, look, there's the uh, Eye of Sauron Tower. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so that's going on. Yeah. That, by the way, the One Touch Make Ready thing, Google won. Oh, good. So now AT&T is suing the city of Nashville. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, they said... Um, that the, if this law doesn't pass, we're going to sue. Well, they also state the reason why they're suing is the fact that the um, people who were contracted out by Google were not following um, safety standards or something like that. Yeah, pretty sure they were, but AT&T will fight as much mm-hmm. as they can. So other legal news, Tesla and Michigan. Tesla we talked wanted, about that last week. Yeah, Tesla you know, wanted to sell their cars here in Michigan. Michigan passed a law saying no. Because dealerships suck. Yep. Um, so Tesla Motors has now filed a lawsuit against the state of Michigan. Good for Tesla. Okay, Tesla, according to the automotor, automotive maker, said in its complaint in federal court, Tesla Motors brings this lawsuit to vindicate its rights under the United States Constitution to sell and serve its, its critically acclaimed all-electric vehicles at Tesla-owned facilities in the state of Michigan. Yeah, it, it really should be able to. Dealerships don't make sense anymore. The automaker's lawsuit asks a federal judge to declare that the state violated the Due Process and Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment and the Constitutional Commerce Clause by There's not a allowing... Commerce Clause? I don't know. That's a Hans thing. It's, it's a Hans thing or maybe like a Kerry or Eric thing? Also true, yes. It's a, it's a lawyer or a Hans thing. I hear <laughs> Constitution and then Commerce. Yep. Economics and law, our two favorite topics that you and I know. So when did this is supposed to be like a tech and gaming podcast? Yes. And we're talking about an all electric company. Why do we keep digging into like the legal aspects? Oh, God damn. All right. Um, Yahoo got hacked. Well, I'm glad that I don't use Yahoo anymore. Yeah. How when long did ago the- did you use Yahoo? I <sighs> probably stopped maybe 
year and a half ago, maybe two. Oh, because the hack was in 2014. What? And they're just now releasing the information. Wait, 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 wait. Yahoo gets hacked. Gets hacked. In 2014. In 2014. And now there's there's two options right here. Immediately, right? Yahoo got hacked in 2014. And one of two things happened. One, they didn't know they got hacked for two years. Two, they knew they got hacked and didn't say anything for two years. Both of which are not good it's bad and also bad. Right. I, I don't know. I don't even know which one is worse. The right. fact, like, what's worse that they just didn't realize they had gotten hacked and just found out, or they knew about it but were just trying to cover it up. I, oh, that's now just... the covering up thing. Also, keep in mind that Yahoo is selling themselves right now to Verizon and hadn't disclosed this hack from two years ago to Verizon, which is purchasing Yahoo for a lot of money. Yeah, $4.8 billion. Right. Okay, so according to the timeline, a couple of months ago, there was a massive for sale. Somebody was trying to sell approximately $200 a million Yahoo accounts on the dark web. Yahoo looked into it and then realized it was more than just the 200 million. It was actually at least 500 million user account credentials. Yeah. So that's Yahoo's story. We don't know, you know. (laughs) Wow. Two years. Really? Yeah. So this brings us to another kind of useful little tidbit. Uh, a website called haveibeenpwned.com. Oh, I've heard about this. Where you go and you put in your username or your email, and it replies back on, here's all the hacks on all of the websites that you have been registered for with that email because we found your email in the hack database. Okay, looks like... Let me put in my email... Now, there is a, a small privacy thing here, which is a little weird, because, Andy, you're putting in your email? Yes. I put in your email. So I know what sites you've been a part of based on the hacks. I don't know how I feel about it, because, like, you could easily put in my email address and see the websites that I've been registered for with that email address. True. Wow, man. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing that speech, right, about next month? Yeah, the security? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to put this on the list because, yeah, really 500 million accounts. Don't reuse the password. Nope. That's that is the like main thing is don't reuse passwords. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to the last 10 minutes of the speech or last five minutes or something. It's going to be just simple tips to keep yourself safe on the Internet. Don't reuse passwords. (laughs) I should. You know what I should do is I should just put the list of the top 10 passwords <laughs> just up there and be like, look. How many of these are the ones you guys have used? Yes. It's like, I don't even, I almost want to just see if people raise their hands, but then I don't want to because it's like. like no, you're not. Well, just preface it with don't actually raise your hand. Or you can say like, don't tell me which one of these you've used. No. But have you ever used any of these as a password? Yes. You will be very, very sad. Oh, jeez. God, two years. Really? Two years ago. Okay, good news. All right, good news. Happy news. Happy news. There, we talked about this years ago. Uh, Fold it. Yes. Oh, Fold it. I loved Fold it. Right, Fold it was part of that, like, distributing computing project, uh, solving puzzles for science. And it was a game where, effectively, you were 
folding proteins. Yes. And a, a there aren't many people playing it. There were like 600 people playing it. Uh, but they folded a protein that and, and they beat the researchers to it. Huh. So a group of gamers have identified the shape of the protein and it's a protein that prevents the buildup of plaque. Oh, well, that would be good for um, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Nice. So happy news. A game actually has like furthered research. Well, that's good. Um, other happy news. Uh, there is now a one terabyte SD card. Is that happy news? Well, <laughs> I could buy that for our point and shoot camera and not have to worry about that ever again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> one. I mean, you'd have one, to worry about it like dying on you. One terabyte I could balance a terabyte on my finger. One terabyte. At that point, I would rather take that card and redesign it to be three 300 uh, gigabyte cards with redundancy. Yeah, because who's going <laughs> to... Terabyte. Put a terabyte in your... Uh, God, what, what tablets can use SD cards? Well, it's a full SD card, right? It's, yeah, not, it's, a, it is, it's not an SD mini or an SD micro. It is a full-size SD card. So not many things nowadays actually take those. Laptops, right? Yes, laptops, laptops can. But Okay, so just to put this in perspective, uh, this is, SanDisk is the one who uh, announced this. Yeah. Uh, Raspberry Pis. Raspberry Pis, yes. 16 years ago, SanDisk released a 64 megabyte SD card. Yeah. 16 years, you've gone from 64 megabytes to a terabyte. Yeah, it's crazy. It's old. Only going to get more dense. Crazy. Which only going to get more dense. How often before, you know, instead of buying a DVD, you buy just an SD card? I mean, you've been able to do that for some time. Well, for like movies. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know why, why they aren't doing that aside from like record protection. Wouldn't it make sense to be able to go to Target and just buy a, a DVD or buy a movie rather on an SD card? Well, I can see three things. One. It's a lot easier to steal an SD card than it is a DVD, size-wise. B, the cost the cost for actually manufacturing the SD cards versus manufacturing uh, the DVDs. true. Because you can buy, what, a stack Spin- of, like... Yeah, a spindle of 100 DVDs. For the same price of buying a single, like, SD card flash drive sort of thing. Yeah. Three, the infrastructure is already in place and has been since DVDs first came out. So all the all of the authoring, all of the burning, everything like that is already in place. You'd have to completely scrap that in order to create a manufacturing chain for... Yeah, but the manufacturing chain for SD cards would have to be way smaller because you wouldn't need burners. How long does it take to write it to the SD card? Oh, not long at all. And Especially could, since it's basically moving at the speed of light. And what if you hard-coded it onto the SD card as part of the production process? All right, that would be even quicker. But yeah, no, it's it's the infrastructure is already in place is basically what the... My yeah. guess is what Hollywood would say. Probably. It's cheap, we already do it, plus now they're just even kind of just skipping DVDs and going straight for... Streaming. Streaming and downloads. Yeah, yeah, digital media. Until, you know, the the streaming, people are like, oh yeah, no, I don't have to buy it, it's on Netflix. Well, you know, you always look at those articles that say, like, oh, here's all the stuff leaving Netflix this month. Yeah, and all the stuff coming to Netflix in the next yes. month. Ooh, the new Voltron should be out soon. And Luke Cage. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, what's the, what's the next Marvel one? Oh yeah. Luke Cage is Luke coming Cage. out. Yep. Still need to finish Jessica Jones. Yep. I'm halfway through episode seven right now. I stopped and, it so we could record. And Daredevil season two. That one I finished. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we hit the randoms? Um, I found the manual for Legend of Zelda. <laughs> 
I'll send that to you. It actually has like a walkthrough up to the first dungeon. Is that the, really the original manual? Manual has a walkthrough? Yeah. At the very end, it's like, hey, let's, you know, let's help you because you're probably going to need it. Zelda NES manual. Wow. It's long. It's like 25 pages. I see that. I'm going to have to download this thing and read it. Oh, there's even a long ago, a long, oh, sorry, a long, long time ago. But not in a galaxy far away. No. Yeah. Do not store the game pack in extreme temperatures. Do not immerse in water. Nope, that was bad. Do not clean with benzene, thinner, alcohol, or other such solvents. Oh. This equipment generates and uses radio frequency energy and is not, and if not installed and used properly, that is in strict accordance with the manufacturer's instructions, may cause interference to radio and television reception. Wow. What are the main and subscreens? Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fairly complete little pamphlet. I always love it where they, they have the, the concept art of what it's supposed to be and then, you know, what it actually looks like in the game. Yep. Like all the monsters, yeah, the items, the treasures. They did a pretty good job on on most of the treasures. I should go make all of those out of beads. <laughs> In the caves where people live are invisible closed doors. How to open them? That's secret too. Yep. Okay. Random review, sir. It is your week. Speaking of television, let's talk about MacGyver. And no, it's an old show. Not the old show. The new show, MacGyver. They they remade MacGyver? Yes, they remade MacGyver. It premiered last night. It was the highest rated and most watched program of the night. Uh, 10.9 million people watched it. Kate and I uh, were also on it. Yeah. Oh my God, it was bad. How How bad was it? <sighs> One of the lines in the very beginning, which I guess we missed because we turned in a little bit late to MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver was in there talking about his team and at one point talked about how uh, the, the female uh, computer person of his group uh, did her best work on a keyboard. And then it, no joke, went to a flashback of them having sex on her keyboard at work. Ah, that's that's a little raunchy. Yeah. No, and I'm sitting there like, really, that's that's how you started it out and... That's the joke. Oh. So just as some backstory, CBS, you know, uh, grabbed somebody did a pilot because they wanted to redo MacGyver. And they, you know, picked the, the two guys. They picked the whole nine yards and everything. CBS picks it up and then scraps everybody except the name MacGyver and the two main stars. So the guy who plays MacGyver and his buddy. That's it. That's the, that's the, the, the only people they kept. They scrapped the pilot. They scrapped the guy whose original idea was the pilot. They scrapped everybody. They hired somebody from Hawaii Five O. Four months, a new episode was written, cast, and filmed. And CBS decided to premiere the episode last night. I, oh... We felt so bad watching it that uh, we actually went on to Netflix afterwards... <laughs> to watch a original MacGyver episode just because, you know, we, we just we just couldn't. You just couldn't? Yeah. Couldn't deal with it? No, we couldn't deal with it. It was just like, oh. The, it just didn't know what it wanted to be. It was it was trying to be MacGyver, but, you know, it's like, well, MacGyver did these things, so we'll put this in here. MacGyver had, you know, his long, flowy hair, so our guy's got to have long, flowy hair. It's one of those things where they put the things into the episode just because it was in the previous one. Not because, you know, it worked or didn't work or the, you know, how everything they, worked they together. They didn't know what the actual formula was. They were just yes. trying to recreate it. Yes, they would go, oh, okay, 
MacGyver has something, you know, with his Swiss Army knife. So, of course, this guy's got a Swiss Army knife, you know. He's got to do something with a paperclip because that's what MacGyver's known for. So, of course, he does something with a paperclip. There was a picking handcuffs with a bobby pin of all things. It's like, okay, that's sure. You know, MacGyver, Fallout, it's the same thing. Yeah, it was, oh. Also, at one point during a chase scene, for no apparent reason, they went shaky cam on us. Well, because shaky cam is the way to do it, Andy. I hate shaky cam. Shaky cam is what you do when you can't do anything else. Yeah. Or when you do Jason Bourne movies. Yes. Jason Bourne movies, sci-fi TV shows, and chase scenes. And this was more of the Jason Bourne and chase scenes than it was, you know, sci-fi TV shows. It was, oh, just so bad. Did you ever watch any of MacGyver, the original one, or no? Nope. Did you watch any 1980s dramas, Mm. comedies? You're not a big sitcoms. Sitcoms. I watched a few sitcoms, but it was just Star Trek, which actually was, was Star Trek I, in like the '90s, or did it start, I it started in the '80s? Cartoons. Right, it started in like '89. Next Generation, yeah. I think, started in like '89 or '91. Uh, episodes 1987. Oh, started when I was two. And MacGyver. No, I, I didn't watch a lot of uh, '80s like drama series. MacGyver was what 1985 to 1992. Yeah, no, it just. Even the title sequence was trying to be MacGyver, but just because it, they wanted it to look like MacGyver. It was one of those things where it's, they, just the name alone did not carry it. And it was, oh, I was so hopeful. It's like, oh, good, MacGyver. Because I'm thinking like, you know, Mythbusters has been out. You know, Burn Notice was, took MacGyver and put a twist on it and it was great. Yeah. It was just all these like types of DIY shows that are out there and the DIY attitude, the maker attitude of things. It's because of MacGyver. It's because of MacGyver. And it's like, okay, this is this is MacGyver's time to do things. It's perfect time to reboot it. And instead, oh. So yeah, MacGyver, the TV show, 2016. Just not a, not a fan of it, huh? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It also kind of made... You know what it kind of felt like? It kind of felt like the first episode of Scorpion, which was also quite bad. Scorpion got better, don't tell me. Scorpion has gotten better, but that first episode, oh god, that was bad. And this is the same exact way. Yep. So, random topic? Yes. Speaking of grumpiness, random topic, rolled ahead of time. Who is worse... Rogers Communication or Comcast. For those who don't know, Rogers Communication many times has been said as the Comcast of Canada. Comcast, yeah. Um, I don't know. Who's worse, Andy? I I don't know, because some of those prices for the, um... For Rogers, like, phone service, for, like, their cell phones, the, the cost for data for them is just... Oh, it's bad. It's... Oh, man, this is a tough one. It's like... Who is the lesser of two evils? See if there's a Rogers cable, Comcast and Rogers. No, I. Oh God, I just Rogers is. They're both awful. Yeah, they they are both awful, awful, awful things. But I think Comcast. I haven't heard of Rogers like writing uh, legislation for Canada. No, that is true. Whereas Comcast like absolutely has written legislation and pushed it through. Yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article for Rogers right now, and I don't really see uh, corporate governance. 
assets and divisions. Like they're bad, but they I don't think they're actually at Comcast level of evil. Like there's there's nothing on the Rogers website to say anything bad about Rogers Communications. But if I bet if I go to Comcast website or Comcast Wikipedia article, lobbying and electoral fundraising, criticism and controversy. There we go. There Uh-oh. is no joke. An article on Wikipedia criticism of Comcast, but not of Rogers. No, not of Rogers. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Comcast being the worst one on this one. Yes, I I feel bad for my Canadian neighbors who have to deal with Rogers because I know it's not good. But we know that because we have Comcast. Yes. That's, oh, that's like the one good thing that you can say about Rogers. Well, at least it's not Comcast. Yes, no, it, that's that. Okay, right then and there, that's the that's how Rogers or Comcast. We call Rogers the Canadian Comcast. We don't call Comcast, Comcast the, American the American Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, no. So right, right there, we could have answered this in like two seconds. Okay, but we got worse. an answer. <laughs> Which is worse, Comcast? Yeah, Comcast or Comcast's Canadian cousin. Comcast or almost like Comcast, but in Canada. Yeah. So at least when they screw you over, they'll say sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.